Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Smarts and Stripes Podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Smarts and Stripes. I really hope you enjoyed our last episode, the interview with the American Nightmare Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Uh, I was not on it. I was really bummed about that, and I am joined today, of course, by Eric Turtle. Golden, how are you, Turtle? I'm great. How much fun was that interview? It was so much fun. I, uh, I, it really was. I am, fu- like, legitimately pissed. Like, the last time I was actually sick in, like, life mm-hmm. was when the Rumble and NXT were here. And, like, I had to leave right before the main event of NXT because I felt like I was legitimately going to die. And I was like, there's no way this is happening again. I can't possibly, like, I had tickets to all four shows that we mm-hmm. ended up spending the whole time in bed. It was miserable. Oof. And I was like, there's no way this is happening again. But it turned out to be, like, a 48-hour thing. I'm pretty good now. Good. Ready to go. I was able to go to AEW Dynamite. But uh, first, I just want your uh, your reaction to the interview that you did with Cody and Brandy. Because I just listened to it. It was really good. You guys fit in a lot in a short amount of time. I know the time constraints and everything. They are busy people. Yeah, they they work really for, are. They work for a real company. They have, like, th- this isn't a work, you know? Like... They are legitimately the chief brand officer and, uh, and EVP yep. of a of a billion dot like working for a billionaire. It blew me away. I'm gonna go back to Baron Corbin's yeah. real quick too. When he was telling us after that interview, his schedule is like I haven't been home in like three weeks, yeah. and I flew here to here to here to here. And they don't just fly from each place. Like they would fly from wherever they're living to Philly to back to wherever they're living to Florida to back to where they're like. They're literally in every place. And then when Cody and Brandy were telling us the same thing essentially afterwards, it just blows my mind how And they're people... not doing house shows. That's no. the craziest part. <laughs> they're, they're just going everywhere, though. Yeah. And we, we talked about it before the interview, Keenan and I, and we talked about this when like, we bring Baron Corbin in and all these other guys in. Like, are they really going to be as cool as they are on TV? Are they going to play the part? Are they going to be just chill people? And it was the best of both worlds. Cody nice. for a little bit was the American nightmare. He was that character that that great arrogant heel-ish type character. But the second the mic's off and the second the mic's like aren't rolling, he is so chill, so down to earth and told so many Keenan stories that we can't tell on air unfortunately well, that you missed out on. I would nah, love no, that in I'm a bit. So, uh, dude, I'm like but legitimately he, they were upset. Both great. And they really were and it was a fun <laughs> interview to do and I just hope everybody liked it. All right, so if you if uh, listening to Cody and Brandy was your first time listening to this show, I bet it was, looking at our numbers. Uh, welcome. I'm glad you Please. decided to come back. I am Bill Matz. I'm here sometimes. Uh, yeah. Turtle I'm is Turtle. here. I'm here sometimes. Turtle is here sometimes. Kevin is here sometimes. We're like the New Day. Yeah. We have, uh, it's uh, it's free bird rules. We kind of, we come in and out. Well, I who would you be, though, if you were the New Day? I think I have to be... Um, like I'm 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 Woods, right? Yeah, I would say so. Like Keenan is our uh, Keenan. 
Keenan's the guy. Kofi because he's, he's Kofi. the most experienced wrestler. Yeah. And I'm a huskier dude, so I gotta be big E. Yeah, you're you're I just gotta get the hip swivel down. I yeah. can't do it right. No, I, I bet you you could get it down. <laughs> uh, I wanna talk about the uh, the the show and the results and everything. But I wanna talk first just about the live experience going to AEW Dynamite. I at, didn't get to go, so it's gotta be great. It was it looked dude, great. It, it was it was really cool. Um the live experience I missed ECW by a little bit, and nothing compares to what that was. I understand nothing will ever be ECW, uh, but it felt just special to be there. That building was legitimately sold out. Um, I bet you, real attendance-wise, people in the door, 85-90% minimum. Like, the hard... The section where the hard camera was, where they sometimes fit people in for WWE, but it's mostly blocked off. That whole section was blocked off. Other than that, pretty much everything completely full. I was sitting there, because I, I sat down right before um, right before the first dark. Uh, they had one match before the show and two after. And I was like, ooh, this isn't good. Like, it was 50% full. Fair. And doors were an hour before that. So people ooh, had time yeah. to hit the gimmick table to get beers and stuff. So I'm like, ooh, this is... Okay, but then be, right before the 8 o'clock bell time, it started to fill. Like, I had a seat next to me. I was like, oh, this is great. I got a little bit of room. By nope. the time, <laughs> nope, that was not the case by the time the show started. Uh, but it just felt special, surrounded by wrestling fans, people who weren't just, like, when WWE comes to town, you, like, you're a wrestling fan, but mm-hmm. your friends aren't. Your exactly. friends want to go. When yeah. we talked to Vinny Curry, he said this. Vinny Curry of the Eagles is a big wrestling fan. We asked him who else in the locker room is a big fan. He was like, ah, no one really. Some people watched it when they were younger and stuff. But when it comes to town, everyone's like, hey, let's go to the wrestling show. That was not this. Okay. This was a building, and it's not the Wells Fargo Center. I it's get fair. it. It's the Leah Chorus. It's a little smaller. Granted. But it was filled with people who were excited to be there. And, like, the thing I love about all wrestling shows is it's the most diverse crowd you'll ever be in. Yeah. Uh, little kids, adults like us, like people with their children, minorities, like everybody is there and represented at a wrestling show. And it was like that. And it was all different kinds of fans. Like, the smarks like me just making jokes, having fun, people there to, like, who are really into it, like the still real to me, damn it people, like people who just love the young bucks. Everyone. Now, let me ask you this about the crowd because we talked earlier on when AEW was still debuting and the pay-per-views were coming out did it feel like the same crowd that's just traveling with them this or did was it still like a philadelphia like this was a homegrown crowd this was a philadelphia crowd um well, that's great to hear that like for them. the the one guy i was talking to behind me i go to a lot of wrestling shows by myself because i'm a 31 year old man and a lot of my friends uh, aren't stunted children. So <laughs> I got, I, but I always say I don't go. Like I make a friend immediately. I, I talk to everyone in my section. Like I, it's a, it's a diverse crowd. It's always fun. The guy right behind me is wearing a '97 Eric Lindros jersey. Like it's that kind of crowd. I like that. Uh, but people like were passionate. People were happy to be there. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. I will say before we get into the results and everything, I don't know. It's been a while since I was at the Leah Chorus Center. I don't know if it's the building sound system, just the way the acoustics work in that building, or AEW's uh, AEW's actual system, their rig and everything. Man, the pre-tapes, everything like on the screen, even the promos in the ring, hard to hear. Oof. Hard to hear. It, it that like if I were to give this show 
say it was a five-star show, I'm giving it four and a half because that one, like, people were like, I can't hear shit. Now, is it legitimately you can't hear shit? Or is it your now trained radio ear? Because everywhere I go now, I know, yeah, that I know yeah. how to fix these things. And like, I was at a wedding like two or three months ago, and I go, you know what? This microphone stinks, and there's feedback in my head. I'm like half drunk, so I'm like, yeah, I could go fix that thing, and I legitimately know how to. As mm-hmm. do you. Well, it, is it or is it that, or is it just that bad? Uh, everyone in my section, at least, was like, like there was a chant, like we can't hear you, okay. like also like. It took away from it a little, but outside of that, the experience was just freaking incredible. Um, I, I love that you uh, you got to one of the questions uh, with, with Cody and Brandy that I always ask. Does it feel like a boom period is coming? And we, we've talked a lot about AEW and how, all right, you're second or third time in a city. Or mm-hmm. when you go to a B town or a C town that isn't Boston, D.C., Philly, will you be filling up the way it is? And they gave a great answer about sending everyone home happy and making sure everyone knows you are going to get a great experience when you go to this show. And everyone in that building will go to the next AEW show. And I hope that's the case. And every time I hear somebody say that, I just go back to that Raw. I don't remember the exact date, but you saw the McMahons and you saw Triple H in the ring. And they go, we're going to listen to fans now. We're going to give you what you want, blah, 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 blah. And it lasted like legitimately a day. Um, day, a day. And a half. I wasn't even going to give them a month because yeah, I, at least that first month listen. I was like, ooh, I can be excited. Let me think and hope and pray. I, will, I don't want to talk. I hope it's not just BS talk. Yeah. I, in the interview, I liked how um, I, I liked how Cody pointed out the different, like, the cons are different types of leaders than Vince. Uh, they're not, they don't want to spend a t- ton of time talking about Vince, but... When you ask about the cons, there's one other person to compare them to. Like, Absolutely. it's not like we have a. It's not like, oh, how does Jerry Jones compare to Jeffrey? Like, there's one guy, yeah. and so you're you're gonna draw the comparisons. And much more collaborative, the wrestlers have a much different uh, have a much different approach to their own creative. I really think people are going to continue to come out and support this because. It's something to get behind. I'll never be out on WWE, sure. but man. It hasn't been good. No. And it I, was trending up. It, it like, so they just. Uh, I know we're doing an AEW recap. But yeah, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but we have, like, but I have the to Bischoff thing. That. Like, that's the biggest new, like. And by the way. Four from, months? Four months. And was any of his fault the draft being leaked? And like nobody seriously. changed shows? They Literally. drafted guys from Raw to Raw? Girls and, from SmackDown to SmackDown? It, I, I had hope. Live, really Ty- Live whatever gets drafted before the universe. Like what? Live Morgan. Like drafted it, before the champions. It, 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 this, uh, that shit was so dumb. It was the worst thing. And maybe Bischoff is a scapegoat. And I know Keenan says we're going to try and get him on again. And hopefully he'll oh give my us the God. I, He just was, I think, because Bischoff doesn't have a no compete. He has nothing to hide. He was just confirmed for StarCast. Yep. He sounds like he has some shit to say. Let's get Eric Bischoff. I, I Hope and pray we you do. You guys had him on your former iteration of this show. It was a great interview then, and it's going to be even better now if he's well, got stuff we to talk, say like that. We talk all a little behind, like, we talk about the guys who like to talk, and if you've listened to this show, we've had a few interviews where, just like, like our Shane Helms interview, yep. he kept going, and he'd take a long pause, and I'd go to like, follow up, and then he'd keep going, and it's great. I, no one wants to hear our voices. Right. Like, they they're there to hear the, the freaking exactly. hurricane. If he talked for an hour straight, just did a monologue, I wouldn't care. Awesome. Like, Bischoff, if you listen to 83 Weeks, has a lot to say. 
I am. I would love to talk to him, especially now. I just I, I, with the whole draft mix, mishap, Ugh. with the whole everything, with right, like Liv Morgan. And listen, I actually like Liv Morgan. I think she's very talented. But there's no way I'm not, else she I'm should just be drafted. It, there's right. no reason she, she should, should be, be mentioned on over, television during the draft over you these people that she was. Sixty people ahead of her on the depth chart. It just I, the whole thing didn't make sense. They leaked out the first night. They tried to fix it up the second night. They, and by the way, not to keep going WWE, but is the, the Rollins-Bray feud just now over since they're on different brands and they're exclusive? Except they're not, because I, we yeah. heard they're wrestling at Crown Jewel, even though there's never going to be Raw versus SmackDown again. I'll even, I'll even, even though Survivor Series... Crown Jewel is its own thing, because like we joked about, like right. when, uh, when the king of Saudi Arabia is like, I want Goldberg, and they're like, well, that's going to be like an extra couple million bucks, and he just goes, I print my own money. Yeah. Here you go. Like, like this, I'll give them some, like, Crown Series, Jewel is I'll its own thing. I'll give them Crown Jewel. Yeah. But legitimately, is that story just, just done now? Like, uh, uh, all that they invested, every terrorizing Seth Rollins crybaby Seth moment, Dr- Seth Rollins, is just done? Uh, like, it wasn't a double turn, apparently, even though yeah, I, everybody loves Firefly Funhouse. And, and that's the best thing they like, just have. They on are TV, they so tone deaf to what their it's awful. audience. It's, it's unbelievable. But and let's I, go back to something who's AEW. not tone deaf. Yeah, let's talk about AEW, because this is not... Everyone has their opinions about WWE. None of us will ever stop watching it. I'm going to watch. I watch Monday. I watch Friday. I DVR it every week. I'm not going to stop. But let's talk about AEW because this is DVR worthy. Uh, But let's talk first about the opening dark match. Uh, You and I have talked a couple of times about Joey Mm Janela. Neither of us are particularly high on him. I've only seen him work a handful of times. So, like, I'm not super familiar with Janela. I know he's over on the indies. Uh, he comes out. He is the first match. It's they bring out Taz. Taz is on commentary. Fantastic move by them. Uh, the, yeah, they he, uh, Cody talked about it on the interview mm-hmm. and just what a great like. Man, I know ECW's dead and buried, but those guys still have to feel so proud about what they accomplished. Oh, absolutely. Like they made a dent in a business where you can't make a dent. So Keenan took us to a House of Hardcore show. Just a quick, yeah. quick story, and I met for the first time. Met like in front of me. Met. The Sandman. And I was just like, man, thank you. Yeah. And I appreciate you. And it like, I don't want to say he like teared up or anything like that, but you could tell that they, they know. thank you meant something You to gave him. us the, like, ECW is forever ours. And like, yeah. uh, again, I missed out on it in its first run. I've gone back and watched so much. I'm an ECW fan at this point, but like, didn't see it when it was happening. But you could just, this is Philly. End of the day, this is Philly. Yep. We don't love everybody. But you could feel the legitimate City of Brotherly Love vibe for Taz. Like, Absolutely. The ECW chants, you could just see it was there. And that kind of feeling carried over through the whole night. That's, that's like, a this is the thing. next thing that's happening. Uh, so they, Taz is on commentary with Excalibur for Dark uh, for the first match. They bring out Joey Janela, and he's fighting Brandon Cutler. I've only seen a couple of Cutler matches. I believe he was in, a, in NXT for a little while, never stood out. Like I said, neither of us particularly high on Janela. Just haven't seen enough of his work. And that's exactly the reason. Yeah. Um, Man, everything. Your first match, you just want to get the crowd going. Perfect choice. Because everyone else there loved freaking Joey Janela. And even though, like, 50% at this point, the crowd had not filled in yet. Everything he did got a response. Great opening match. Um, obviously, Janela, he gets the win. Right. Uh, he took a loss last week to Omega, even though it's a... I like how they're 
they're protecting guys, and even though wins and losses matter, they're figuring out ways to make it mm-hmm. all work. Um, he picks up the win. This is a match that counts, so it was cool to see. And Every- they're doing the wins and losses on their website now, too. <laughs> so they're going to have a 23-7 and seven yeah. and whatever record. And when they come out, it's like whatever type of match it is, singles, tag, it's like their record in that and then their overall record. Just a little bit different of a presentation. I like it so far. As long as they go with that meaning something. Yeah. That I don't care if it's whoever, if and it's we'll, tiny little dude that's won five matches in a row. If five matches yeah. gets you a title shot, put whatever little no-name dude in the title match. Yeah. Do it. And it was just cool to see Janela very over everything. Uh, if you're not watching AEW Dark, it I believe it comes out on Tuesdays at yeah. 7 on YouTube. Which it totally threw me. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I was like, it's on. I'm like... Is it, it's, Wednesday? It's, it's, is it Wednesday? <laughs> I just talked to these guys. Like, what's happening? But it, it's yeah. it's on YouTube. It that's good stuff. I didn't get to watch it's, yeah. this episode yet, but it's it's good stuff. Yeah, the Philly episode will be next Tuesday. It was cool. Check it out. Uh, yeah, Janela opens it. Then we get to the real show. Starts at eight o'clock, right on time. Uh, they bring out SCU. It's uh, it, it's the tag team tournament. Looks like it's going to be Kazarian and Daniels. Now I'm a huge Christopher Daniels fan. Like. Been watching Daniels a long time. One of the guys I loved in TNA when I was like a 16-year-old Cena hater, and I was like, TNA's going to win this war. <laughs> like, loved Christopher Daniels, one of my like three favorites over there. Uh, before Best Friends, co- or I guess Best Friends are in the ring, um, Lucha Bros. Come out, attack them from, attack SCU from behind. Lucha Bros had a match in the tournament later that night. Attack SCU from behind. Christopher Daniels takes a package pile driver on the Ooh. ramp from my angle because I was up uh, like I'm facing the ramp a little to the like uh, diagonal from my angle. It looked like he protected him well on the pile driver. It looked like uh, I can't remember which Lucha bro it was, but looked like he came down on his ass first. Didn't look Owen Hardish, you know, right, didn't right. look like well, Austin thankfully. getting dropped on his head. Yo, the front angle. Looks like he got hurt. Um, I don't. Every it looks like it was a work, and thank God. But everyone in the audience was like, um, "I don't know if this is. Uh, I don't. Did I just see in the opening segment Christopher Daniels get his neck broken? Like they bring out they bring out the stretcher, yep, they yep. do a stretcher job, and they don't take him back up the ramp." They take like they open a part in the seating so they can get him right to the back. Like it was like the Bucks come out in their okay. street clothes because they're part of it. It was very, it worked. It definitely worked. But then they you said know, he suffered a stinger. Was yeah. the official okay. wrestling diagnosis? It ver- I mean, legitimately, what happened to Stone Cold Steve Austin is a stinger. Yeah. But he also like bruised his spinal cord. And he didn't break his, but, which is not good. No, it's not. But like it was, uh, whether it was a work or not, the angle got over. People were like, "Oh my god!" Um, Scorpio Sky comes out. They have the tag match. Really good. SCU moves on. Um, again, if you're going to open a match, this was very. It felt um, how WCW used to open the nine o'clock hour with the cruiserweights because mm-hmm. they wanted to win that first. Uh, Hey, stick around. This is something you're not getting on the other channel. Right. It was fast-paced, a lot of cool spots, typical AEW tag match. And I hate to say typical because it's not, like, I don't want to say, oh, it was typical AEW because it's fun to watch, especially live. Like, the live crowd ate it up. It was a lot of fun. The one thing I will say about the run-in 
they've been doing a lot of that recently. And it starts to lose its value to me. I don't want to crush it because it's been fun to watch. I've watched every episode to date. It just it's enough with the run. Like that's, let I'd a like match to, go off. It's just a little too much. We'll get to the main event, but I will say we're all sitting in the crowd watching the main event, and like I'm talking to people, and they're like, "Hey, it's week three. The first two weeks have ended in a beatdown. I don't want that." Right. Like, yes, there was a run in in the in the end, but Jericho's a heel, and he's got the inner circle, and what it, it worked. Like it wasn't the same ending as the first two weeks. Exactly. So people were happy with that before the dark. But we'll move to the next match, and uh, it's Santana and Ortiz. Uh, ver- uh, they defeat. Alex Reynolds and John Silver have no idea who these two are. Couldn't even but, tell you. Um, like I just said in the, the previous match, what I really liked about this match, and we've talked about this, and it's to bring up Vinny Curry again when we asked him his first impressions of AEW after the first couple pay-per-views. I wonder if people are going to get burned out on the long matches. Like, every match doesn't need to be 12-plus minutes. Every match doesn't need to be nine high spots. As fun as chanting, this is awesome is... It's when not we awesome look, the 12th time of the When we night. look at, like, just the meaning of words, if everything is awesome, nothing is. Correct. This was the perfect, all right, guess what? Santana and Ortiz, while some people are familiar with some of their work, they're new to the company. This is their first televised match for us. We're just going to have a squash. A quick match, like, it wasn't like every other match on the card, and it's the first time... Um, it's the first time they've done something like that. I got the same feeling, like, the first week. The first week of AEW, I'm just watching every match, and it's good. But I just go, they need one big Haas. And then at the end, Jake Hagar comes out. I go, okay, cool. This is, I wanted a little bit of different, and this match was like that. I was like, does every match need to be 12, 14 minutes? No. Nope. No. Like, and then they gave us a six-minute, like, cool, perfect, and awesome. And some can be that, and that's the fun of wrestling. The surprise, quick ending, like, listen... LAX, Santana, and them aren't going to lose to some rando people. That's just no. not how it's going to happen. But the surprise ending is always fun. I didn't hate Brock Lesnar taking over Kofi because it's a shock. It was it great? Did I love it? No, but that broke my heart. But I knew like it's different. when you know something's going to happen and it's right. still and like it still kills you. The I was point just, is just yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. That, and mm-hmm. that's all it is. Every single match, as you keep saying, doesn't have to be twelve minutes. Doesn't have to be ten flips of the same kind and twelve this and seven of that. And that's what it was trending to when you do a match like this you halt that trend and it becomes more fun all right we move on to uh brit baker versus rio rio is the women's champion has that tiny little belt infuriatingly tiny you gotta like we're all sitting again like all right it's the first women's title defense but there's a little part in the back of my mind i'm like everyone sitting here knows rio isn't going to drop the title right now so will she like, are they going to throw that little bit of a curveball? Right. And so, a couple of Britt Baker's, um, a couple of Britt Baker's false finishes really got over just because people were like, "Is this happening?" And uh, I'm not familiar with much of them. I'm not the biggest fan of Riho. She's just so little. Um, I, I, how I just can't imagine her winning a fight against. And even like, listen, Sasha Banks is tiny. Next to Riho, I bet Sasha Banks looks like Andre the freaking giant. Sasha but, Banks is more built, even though she's yeah. tiny. She's a little more put together than Rio. Is. Oh no, she looks like she lifts Rio's weights. Rio is very much um, Kabuki Warriors, not Asuka, but uh, uh, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, very much of that same build, very tiny. Like I don't, she's like ninety eight pounds yeah, legitimately. I don't buy in the Kyrie Sane because 
of just her build mm-hmm. when she's fighting a whoever. It, it, she's always the smaller one, and I just don't buy into it. And I didn't buy into it with yeah. Rio. I don't. The fact that Britt Baker, um, the fact that Britt Baker's name got brought up in our interview when Brandy said, "Hey, she's one of the st- like been with us since day one. One of the people who might not be as over as the top people yet, but." Next in line, you know. So I thought there was a little bit of a chance, and this and match was. I thought the same exact. I thing. don't want to. I'm not like. I'm not going to get into star ratings or anything. That's all stupid. It's subjective. Watch wrestling and enjoy it. Who cares? Exactly. This like this wasn't the greatest match of all time, but for someone who doesn't particularly love either of these people, it worked. It was fine. It was good. Uh, Rio ends up retaining. It's cool. We move to the Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. Little bit of a bummer because Luchasaurus is out with a, uh, I believe Born Jim quad, I believe. Yeah, Jim Ross called it a non-contact thigh injury. I believe is what he said on Twitter. Supposedly he was warming up for the match and it just moved the wrong way and yeah. tore something. So and... Marco Stunt. Um, speaking of just Little. ridiculously scrawny people, Marco Stunt fills in, and the gimmick itself loses a little bit of something with little and little without Luchasaurus. Like he's the one who makes it work. Uh, but the Lucha Bros are really cool. It was weird just because everyone, I think at this point, everyone realized the um, the the Christopher Daniels angle was just an angle mm-hmm. and he wasn't uh, paralyzed, you know? Thankfully. So, yeah, no. I, but, like, <laughs> right. the reaction to the Lucha Bros would be much different if they thought one of these guys legitimately just broke Christopher Daniels' neck. Correct. Uh, so both teams vary over. Uh, Jungle Boy... Uh, I'll give it to Keenan. Keenan's been telling us about Jungle Boy. These guys, uh, I with Marco Stunt, I had lower expectations for this match. And listen, I get um, if you like a certain type of wrestling, this might not be for you. Again, the crowd ate it up. Yeah, like they they love this stuff, and I really want to see um, how long. And it's week three, so like, how much Absolutely. storytelling can you do? I know they have being the elite, the elite and everything, and they they move storylines along on there as well, and the road to AEW, all that stuff. I want to know how long just wrestling, just high spots, is going to sell tickets and get people tuning in. We love like the people in that building loved it. I want to yeah. see this stuff. We know that there are one to two million actual wrestling fans in this country. If they really want to grow that audience, though, we need some hot angles. Yeah. Like, and this, again, this is a tournament. So it's about the wrestling, it's about the winners and losers. And we know the winning and losing is what's going to drive this show for now. But I want to see things progress from a storytelling on screen. I, it doesn't need to be WWE. This doesn't right. need to be Vince Russo's Attitude Era. Just, just tell a story. Just tell a story. And Personal I- issues always sell. I guess the one thing that sort of disappointed me about the night, it was just essentially the same match over and over and over again. We're at what? Four tags on the night? Three tags so they far? They are pushing tag team wrestling. And I appreciate it. I do. Like, I want to see these guys do it all. But just give me a little bit of variety. Like, yeah. The whole night, unless you're branding this as tonight is a tag team tournament night, it doesn't have to be tag teams. That you had two tag tournament matches... Plus the Santana and Ortiz match. So it was weird booking in that way. Yeah. Like, we have this tag team tournament going on, so people are thinking about that. 
but you just introduced these characters, Santana and Ortiz. How do we get them over? Well, we have to get them in the ring because that's how we're, we're telling our stories in the ring. Right. So they have to have a match. Again, I complimented the match because it was different. It Absolutely. wasn't like these other two tag matches. But, but it's still tag, it's, tag, and tag. I like if you listen to Eric Bischoff talk on 83 Weeks about how he approached competing with WWE, and they're not there yet. No. The ratings are going to get closer and closer, but they're like, listen. The reality is they're not there the, yet. Yeah, they, the reality they don't is they have three shows. But, WWE's yeah. ratings, if WWE had SmackDown only or Raw only or NXT only, yeah. the ratings would blow AEW right now out of the water. They just would. Yeah. Because it's not a watered-down product where you saw Brock, 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 Brock three times in a week. Obviously not on NXT, but you know my, my point here. Yeah. that That's the difference. There's It's three shows versus one. That's why ratings are down. Oh, so it's definitely part, the overexposure is definitely part of it, and that leads to just watered down stories. And I, I, again, getting away from WWE, right. but yeah, I just want to see how that uh, that aspect of it goes. We get to uh, Omega and Hangman against Mox and Pack. Um, goddamn, is John another tag match? By the way, but another go on. yes, another again, and we have these storylines, and obviously. You know, we're trying to build to Omega versus John Moxley at full gear. Yep. So how do we do that? We're gonna. <laughs> I love when people come in here because you're you're working, but we're yeah. also recording a wrestling podcast. Exactly. Uh, Omega and Mox are. You know, that's the that's the one A uh, oh, yeah. main event for for full gear. Um, it's another tag match, but we're trying to build here. I just gotta say, goddamn, is John Moxley like people. There was a CZW chant that you could tell, like, the, uh, actually took it. Like, he was like, afterwards. oh, my God, are you kidding? Like, he was like, people are chanting CZW right now? I So the match itself, great, entertaining, no problems with Mox walks out, and Omega and Hangman, uh, Omega and Hangman end up uh, beating up Pac. Um, you know, Pac got over on Omega, so they get to beat him down. Omega ends up, or Hangman ends up getting the win, so that helps build him back up. But this is just more of your top storylines. And then next week they announced because Mox walked out, walked out on pack, those two are going to fight. So a cool singles match that we haven't seen before. That's yeah. something. Two very different styles. That's uh, Mox has such a unique style. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that not, one. Like he, he's good in the ring. I'm nothing. I'm about to say about Dean Ambrose, John Moxley is that I hate him. It just doesn't win me over. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was tired of him in the prior life, and I get to see him now in a bit of a different life, and he's a lot more aggressive, and that's fine. But it just he, in particular, as this character in this company, has not won me over yet. And that's he's going to do things his way. He wants to do the he wants to do the unscripted violence. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. And although the Goldberg type entrance last week, that I was like, "Come on, bro, he's like, you're not Goldberg." That was original. Stop it. But it was cool. Um, it's another tag match, though. That's what one, two, three, four out of what one, two, three, four, five, six total matches on the card are tags. That's what I was getting to. Lost my train of thought. When you hear Eric Bischoff talk on eighty three weeks. He sat down and made a list of all the ways WCW could be different from WWE. If if AEW, the people in charge of AEW, were to do that, man, what is over in Ring of Honor? Tag matches. It's, it's something that Vince just doesn't like. Uh, more than anything, he thinks it's a misallocation of resources. Why would I use four people in a segment when I can use two? This is a three-hour show. 
if two guys are over, that's two segments. Yeah. Why would I do it in one? So, he's not totally wrong. And he's not on. wrong. But there is a portion of the audience that loves tag matches. So if this is something that AEW is really going to feature, um, I get it. I get why. I it, it, To me, make when you do this many, and every each and every one of them was good. Each and every one was entertaining in their own specific way. But you could have just as easily have done, I don't know, a Moxley-Page match with the other two in the corner. And the same stuff could have went down. It could have evolved into whatever it did. It didn't have to be another tag match. I don't know that in that particular match, for example, the team did anything for me. Yeah, and it's it's just a way to get some physicality between Omega and Mox and not give away the pay-per-view. Like Which is fine. there was some, but we didn't get everything and now like they they uh they bring out uh, Dean Ambrose goes under the ring, pulls out a I believe barbed wire baseball bat and on the other side of the ring Omega goes under the ring and I think it was a barbed wire broom. Yeah, so last week And there's what? no interact like they don't right. hit each other with the actual barbed wire like uh I think Mox got in like one butt end shot, but Pack like throws the both weapons out of the ring and is like, no. But psychologically, because wins and losses matter, it did make sense. Pac doesn't want to take a loss. Exactly. So he Good throws stuff. that stuff out of the ring, and Mox just walks out, and it sets up uh, a match between them next week. So I did think this was good booking, uh, despite there not being like a storyline storyline. They're telling their stories in the ring right now, and that's a good way to do and it. And the broom and the bat thing was built from last week yeah. when Pac attacked Omega. And that's great, but even, I even saw your face when you were saying it. A barbed wire bat versus a barbed wire broom. broom. Yeah, people were like, is that a freaking broom? Like, like, I, I, I thought wasn't... the same thing when I saw the, the last week. I'm like, what in the hell? Like, he's like, pick it up, pick it up. I'm like, I'm not... I'll do any bat versus broom any day, no matter what it's covered with. I wasn't particularly close to the act. Like, it, Great. Uh, if you've never been to the Leah Chorus Center... Very cool really venue. cool, intimate venue. Uh, I've seen Green Day there. I've seen TNA there. Always have a good time at that venue. Um, one thing I will say, though, got two Miller Lights. They were in the aluminum bottles. Okay. They were the uh, last year's holiday bottles. Like the, oh. they put out those special edition. Like it looks like a holiday sweater. That was the most. I like Miller. Like I'm not. I'll never crap on Miller Light. It is my. Uh, gonna drink 12, 14, 20 beers tonight, beer of choice. Um, the stalest thing I've ever tasted. Like, I would have rather drank a Natty Ice. It was so bad. And, like, I don't know if they were just getting rid of the old crap with the wrestling fans or if that's what the Leah Chorus Center is doing. But, guys, pick it up. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't particularly close, but... I could see, still see everything, but I was like, I really hope that broom has barbed wire on it. Otherwise, like Omega just brought a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, like, but it, it just like it, it was just fun. Swing a broom. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a baseball bat. Like I've done that before. Like it's hard. Yeah. To like do. if there's like a mouse in your house and you yeah. go to swing a broom at it and like it's a big mouse and it laughs at you, like it's yeah. like it's like, a freaking I, broom. I, I would laugh at. Listen, it's barbed wire. It's, it's a point of the story. But it, the same thought that you clearly had, I had when I saw yeah. it last week. And then this week, I'm like, really a broom? Like, no, in a like, I'll take a regular baseball bat with a versus a barbed wire broom. I'll yeah. take a pencil versus a broom any day or something. Come on, man. No, and that that was it. But it sets up it sets up the pay per view. It sets up next week. So that's that match. Main event, the TV main event, Jericho against Darby Allen. Oh my God, do I love Darby Allen? I just, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. This dude 
will just take. He yeah. is. He's a hundred and forty-five pound Mick Foley. Will literally take any bump. Like had his hands. Wow. He mean, had yeah. his hands taped behind his back. And just started taking a freaking beating, like did a suicide dive with his hands. To I just can't say enough about Darby Allen, Jericho. I didn't, when that dude is seventy-two years old, he will tell a good story in the ring. Yeah. Also, that song isn't bad. <laughs> and like, listen, I like eighties, like I like hair metal and stuff. So I'm, I'm like. Van Halen's one of my favorite bands in the world. Whatever. I know I'm a little different in that way. But if you're into that kind of music, not terrible. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of bands in the 80s worse than Fozzie. Yeah, well, it's the lead to his podcast. I think he uses every week, too. I mean, I, I've listened to his show like three, four. Like, uh, which is it's not a, it, it is, yeah. The neither here nor there. It's just it, not on my to-do. Yeah, to do. It, it, it was a solid match. But my God, man. I, I've grown to. I, I like, by the way, the, the paint with Champ everywhere. Yeah. That was a cool, just little time. And I just like Darby Allen. While none of my friends, uh, these guys are just always over for me. Like even going back to Raven's Flock, uh, CM Punk, any like the alternative lifestyle looking dudes. None of my friends in high school were straight edge, but these guys just kind of look like my friends looked like in high school. So I always just gravitate towards them, and I just really love Darby Allen and that dude. Um, He's going to be a star. I, I I don't know what else to say. I also love face paint people. I always Ultimate Warrior, the uh, the Road Warriors, whoever. I love face paint people. I don't like Finn Balor, but when he's the demon, he's over with me. Uh, are you a big big LG fan too with the weird <laughs> little face paint that he just weirdly the debuted. Ascension man. I love the Ascension. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, like it, it was entertaining. This was fun. This was and I even like watching Jericho sort of skateboard. Oh my god! Like, there like was an a, old dad who just didn't know how to do it. There was a you can't ollie chant that was really funny. Like that just made me laugh. Um, He's different and in a different yeah. in a really good way. Darby Allen, like he the the ollie thing the other week off the top turnbuckle with the I think there was thumbtacks on the bottom yeah. of the skateboard. Like that it. Different. One and thing. That's what I wanted from wrestling is different. One thing, just and this is minor, but he went to a no contest with uh, with Cody. Time limit draw with Cody in that. Uh, I think it, in just a regular street fight. I think he has his arms taped behind his back. He's in the uh, he's in the whatever it's called. Is it still the walls of Jericho? I don't know. He's in Jericho's finish, and he does submit. I wanted to see him pass out or something because that just seemed to make more sense okay. for his character. I didn't want to see him go like I'm nodding my head. I forgot this is radio. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to see I him. Wish I could take a dip yeah. of that. I didn't want to see him it. actually submit. Wanted to see him. I thought it made more sense for That's his right. character to like pass out rather than give up. More that Stone Cold like Stone Cold wasn't tapping. You know, it's yeah. a submission match. How do you get out of that? He passed out from the blood. Um, Understood. Like it's Jericho. He's a legend. He's a submission finish and. Darby Allen has his hands taped behind his back, whatever. But I, small thing, no, you're I just not wrong. And yeah. it's all, by the way, it's also better than that Judas effect weird. Yeah, back I don't want uh, back, like listen. If Brock, trash if Brock Lesnar or one of these new MMA boxing dudes wants to win matches with a back elbow, fine. Uh, I don't like strike finishes. I didn't like Seth doing the knee. I hated Big Show's punch. I don't like strike finishes. You're not a fan of the woman's right? Oh God, she's a babyface now. If you haven't heard, yeah. uh, anyway, it's a cool name by the way. But that's the only gonna, thing cool about that finish. Gonna get to the last two dark matches now. Overall, awesome show though. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, the only match that didn't get over all night. 
Nyla Rose versus Leva Bates. Leva Bates, uh, everyone loves blue pants, but man, this librarian thing, not all that good. And this match was just bad. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it was it was not good. I, I'm not a fan of either one of them. I, I, Blue Pants I like Leva's okay. Leva's okay. I've seen some out of Nyla. I get, if she's in there with, uh, I think it's a lot like Nia Jax. Yeah, with the right opponent, you can tell a good story. But very limited. I think you need to tell those stories. I've seen I've seen Nia Jax have great matches. Just this was not a good match. Exactly. Um, but the main event, the dark main event, more than made up for it. Cody, Dustin, and the Young Bucks defeat Private Party and Strong Hearts. Um, man, Private Party, they are like the next Young Bucks. And I, Dustin... Ageless Wonder, my God. They did a, in this match, they did a quadruple uh, Shattered Dreams. Just so much fun stuff in this match. It was very much a dark match. Very much like something you'd see at a house show. More fun than anything. But, again, think about the talent I just named. Obviously, they're going to do some crazy stuff. It was really cool. But you know what kind of match this was. It was a dark match. Send everyone home happy. Get, get your stuff in kind of match. But afterwards, I don't know if this is going to air on Dark or not, but Cody cuts a great promo just thanking everybody, the Bucks. There's a little kid dressed up as Orange Cassidy in the front row. Um, they bring him in, and it's just like a great moment. He gets a pin on Cody, like, and it's just everyone goes home happy. Like this little kid had an awesome moment. One of the Jacksons goes, does that count on your win-loss that, record? Like, you that took was, the words right out of my mouth. Like I'm sitting like, if he's 1-0, then yeah. he should be getting a title shot to Cody said, no, he's actually going to Baltimore full gear. <laughs> and like, it was just, like I said, the, Cody and Brandy did a great job on our show selling me on the project. You could hear yep. uh, both, Absolutely. the passion in both of their voices, and you could, you could tell everyone out there at the end of the night wanted to make sure everybody felt like they were part of something. And, man, I'm, we're as jaded as it gets. Like, we yeah. have a freaking wrestling podcast Kevin was a wrestler. We're as jaded as it comes. Shit, did I have a good time. And and that's the beauty about AEW so far. I watched the first couple on DVR, just didn't get to watch it on time. It's different. It's fun. But my biggest concern is the one you brought up multiple times. Where is these stories going to go? It can't just be... I hope they get to that. I'm the Young Bucks. I'm the Young Bucks. Will the Young Bucks ever break up? Could that be a story down the line? Probably not. But it's got things like that have to go somewhere. It can't just always be the same matches type. I will over say and over and over one again. of your concerns about, and we're going to wrap up real soon. I know we're over time. Uh, Turtle keeps subtly checking his watch. <laughs> um, one of your concerns about how the being the elite guys are just constantly going to be the top of the card guys, and at the beginning it makes sense. They've already put over private party. Private party moved on mm-hmm. last week in the tag tournament. The Bucks are out of the tag to- like. If you Absolutely. were to put money on who's going to be the first tag oh, champs, I would have put my entire life. You couldn't have got Vegas would have taken the bucks off the board because you couldn't have got anyone to vote against them to bet against them. Yeah. They're out in the first round, so it's a great start right away. Uh, yeah, it's just like I said, my concern always was being the elite. Yeah, those guys were going to run the company, and it sort of looks like they do. In, in part, they do. They're that in was charge. The biggest line that they crossed already in a good way that said. This is not just going to be my company, my rules type of thing. Yeah. I'm going to dominate. And they're collaborative. I think they look at their owner as someone who's collaborative as well. Um, if you've seen Being the Elite, these guys know how to tell stories. Mm-hmm. They know how to get stuff over. 
I think they just have to integrate it to television. Again, it's episode three. Yeah, We're t- we can't even judge them that And they're, today. like, the thing that's going to make them different is their in-ring product, and they're getting that over right now. It's great. I do want to see that progression. We want it. We need it. In order to grow your audience, you have to have it. Well, and that's the key. The the hardcore <laughs> audience, the you, the me, the Keenan, the the... X amount of thousand of people that were there. Yeah. They'll probably watch the YouTube this, the dark match that. The average yeah, like fan. AEW Dark is one of my favorite wrestling shows of the week. The average fan that doesn't know about these things, that doesn't typically sit down and look at the Twitter and this and that and the third, they need to see the story on TV too. Yeah. That'll come, I hope, and I think, but it needs to start coming at least a little bit. Yeah, they need to start integrating it, I think, maybe... After the first pay-per-view, after full gear is when we'll start building to that. Because one thing I liked is Cody even said on the on the interview, it's not like they're going to do twelve pay-per-views a year. Which is they're going to do great four thing. or five, and in order to do that, while I love it, twelve is too many, ten is too many, eight is too. You know, like yeah. um, in order to do that though, like you got to tell the stories. Story you have telling. to tell long time. Yes, exactly. You have to tell the long-term stories. To get to those pay-per-views, to get people to buy those pay-per-views. So let's hope that's the next thing they conquer. All right, that is all the time we have for you on Smarks and Stripes. Thank you for coming back after our Cody and Brandy interview. If you haven't listened to it, you're in the minority of our audience uh, because that thing thing blew up. It was so much fun. You could also find it on Facebook, too, on our Smarks and Stripes Facebook page. Yeah. Because it was live on Facebook, which a lot of viewers watched that as well. I saw that as well. The Facebook is really cool. Uh, uh, Like our page there. Follow us at Smart Stripes. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Give us those good reviews. Tell your friends. Smarts and Stripes podcast. My name is Bill Matz for Turtle. Have a great week, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.